club for people who can't read. We watch movies and review them. Cause books are so hard to read. And movies don't have that much to them. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So a movie is like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen. At Book Club for people who can't read. Guys, welcome back to the next episode of Book Club for people who can't read. Welcome back! It's been too long. It's always been too long, but we just watched four movies. Four. One, two, three, and four. We watched Scream. So today we're only going to talk about Scream 1, or as the movie industry calls it, Scream. (laughs) So... We're going to talk about the original first, and then in a future episode, we'll probably combine movies two and three. I would say so. I feel like that's fair. And then four gets its own. Yep. I mean, it was so many years later, you can't just pretend that it wasn't happening yet. So that gets its own, and then we'll just make up screen five. We're going to make it up? We're not just going to watch it? When it comes. Wait, it's coming out? Oh, it's coming out. When? That's a great question that I should have looked up. So it was announced. I feel like it's probably, probably not this year. Right, because Rona. Rona. But. Scariest, scary movie of them all. Exactly. So I'm sure it's just that they were waiting to film until they heard our reimaginations to understand what they should do for screen five. So with that being said, Scream 1, amazing cult classic. Is it a cult classic? I would say it's just a classic. Classic. I mean, it's the newest movie we've ever done in 1996. That's true. Which is really, aside from the other Screams, I would imagine probably the newest we will get (laughs) based on our tastes. (laughs) I mean, that is true. So, I mean, it's star-studded. Some of the people aren't dead yet. Some of the people are, but I mean, that's because they kill off everyone in every movie. That's true. So now, for me, I think Scream, I'm not a huge horror fan, but Scream is like the renaissance. Like it's, it's the beginning of the 90s into like the current horror. Correct. Like, it's more in, of a suspense movie versus like horror of just like well, in comedy, flashy, slashy, stab, stab, stab. Yeah. I mean, they had great ways of killing people, like putting them through a dog door and decapitating them. How is that not a comedy classic instead of a horror classic? It's funny you say that. That's actually how we're not supposed to talk about Weinstein, but that's how Weinstein was able to get it down from an NC-17. I believe it was down from an NC-17 to an R. I don't think they would have gone from R to PG-13. But he, he told the MPAA, you need to view it as a comedy and not as a horror. And when they watched it as a comedy, the MPAA dropped the rating down so that they could release it the way they did. That's just crazy. And it's the first, like, I feel like it's, I, I feel like the reason I enjoy it, it's got like comedic upticks, but it's also like self-aware of its of itself yeah, yeah you know they, they they know that scary movies are cheesy and they're like 
we're acknowledging that. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's been now what, 20 something years. So spoiler alert, we're gonna give you spoiler alerts. Yeah, 25 years. 25 years to oh, the that's day. Why we did it. That's why yeah. we did it. It's like on the dot 25 years. Yeah. That's what took us so long. Exactly. So long and short, it's a movie where a small town is being terrorized by a murderer who dresses up in a Halloween costume and is pretty much going after all the high school students, but then you just don't get why and who's next. So the first murder in the movie is Casey and Steve, which classic movie. It starts with want to play a game and phone calls and prank calls. Let's face it. You could never get away with this now in the 21st century. Like everyone either is going to have caller ID or have a way to check it up. But these people, some of them even had corded phones. Did you know they had still made corded phones back then? I did know that because I was in high school. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think they still sell corded phones now. Which is wild. 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 So it turns into what's your favorite scary movie? And let's face it, like Sherry said, this is her favorite scary movie. I think it's one of my favorites. I mean, let's face it. Any scary movie is kind of fun, but I do think this or then my other favorite scary movies are going to probably be Final Destination series. Because I think maybe those we can, ones. Maybe we can get Devin Sawa to be on the show because he replies to some of my tweets. I mean, that could work. That would be great. And I'm assuming he was in Final Destination. Or else I probably wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly because that would have been embarrassing for him now so, the opening scene with drew barrymore is so brilliant because all of the posters like the trailers everything about it it's like drew barrymore is back like you know she was this teen like she was a little kid and but now she's back she's gonna be in this movie and she dies in the first scene and Nobody sees that coming because why would you put her face on everything? Because you only wanted to pay for so much, so much film time. I mean, come on. She was the only one with a name. I mean, well, then again, they used every had a name. What are you yeah. talking about? We've got Courtney Cox. We've got David Arquette. We've got Nev Campbell. We've got Henry freaking Winkler. I mean, Sherry- Henry Winkler. Someone just went to the set of Friends and said, hey, guys, we have free chicken parmesan over here. Come on, guys. And took the whole thing. That's how they did it. Why would they have two people from Friends? Who's the second one from Friends? I don't know. There wasn't the second one from Friends. There was only Courtney Cox, Tommy. Oh, sorry, Courtney Cox. Like, Courtney Cox ended up marrying David Arquette, but that's unrelated to friends oh they weren't married then no i think Eh. that they met on screen now one of my favorite i have to say a favorite fact about sherry is there like a a a cue where we here's a sherry fact for you all henry winkler the fawns kissed my forehead and he was so nice he called me sweetheart, Henry the Fonz Winkler. And he That's looks amazing. so 
like when you look at it now like it just it doesn't even feel you're like oh he's like in his 40s like I just was expecting I know of Henry Winkler two ways I know Henry Winkler the Fonz I know Henry Winkler now and I forgot what he looked like in the 90s and that was kind of fun to watch that's true he played the principal in the movie who pretty much was the reason most of the kids died I think we can hold him accountable I do think that there's some problems with the fact that they they dismiss all the kids and they decide on their own they're gonna have a huge blowout exactly like you're supposed to be curfewed where were your parents if if there was a serial killer on out on, on the prowl like i understand that sydney's dad wasn't there so i understand where she's out there being reckless although she's supposed to be like once there's problems and she's staying with the other family who has a cop in the family that was eleanor uh, i don't know if you could hear that um you would think that the cop would be like no 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 we should really break this up this is a poor idea we cannot have you guys having a huge party this is exactly. dumb they get out of school and they decide so they get out of school because they find out that casey and steve are dead and not only were they murdered they were brutally murdered cut from end to end everything pulled out you see everything yeah it's pretty gory but that's not why they got out of school because after they they let them out of school and it wasn't until they were in the bathroom and he tried to attack sydney again correct and there was actually a cut scene which i need to find because it sounds really good between where nev campbell sydney goes to the principal's office because it does seem a little harsh i'm not oh well, i guess it's not hard like expulsion so these kids were pranking and they get expelled from school that seems really harsh but apparently the missed scene with sydney's reaction to how upset she is when you know after the bathroom scene that's why he cut classes so they cut classes and now all the kids are on their own which again sydney's dad's gone and well where are the rest of the parents well i mean sydney's mom is dead she is those aren't the only two parents in hillsborough but not only is she dead she was murdered murdered very dead very dead very dead so you would think everyone would be even more we have to touch her with silk gloves with sydney that we can't let her out on our own we got to make sure to take care of her but no they have the blowout party where the best friend tatum's brother is the cop and they're all there with the news media and everyone's just cool with the fact they're having a party and having all this crazy underage drinking with a murderer on the loose yeah it wasn't it wasn't a smart move no i would not henry winkler if you're listening to this we love you but poor decisions what you should have done is locked everyone in the school because then if we've learned one thing nothing bad can happen in schools so back to Which the party. was a, it was an interesting throwaway comment made in 1996. Like we're in school, we're the safest place you can be. 
this is clearly a pre-Columbine universe because it stood out to me where I was like, oh yeah, I guess nothing bad happens in schools. So now they're at the party where everyone's drinking, having fun, and then it just goes through a list of who's going to die next. Dead, 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 kill them all off. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I don't think anyone survived. Well, so there's four people that survived. There were a lot of people who left the party because they said they found the principal hanging from the football field goalpost thingy. Right, that's that's true. That's what they're called. So then all the like troublemakers were like, we got to go. Like, why would you want to go see that? That is going to give you nightmares. That's something that they would think about if their parents would have stopped them. If their parents just said, come on, honey, we're going to stay home and we're going to watch movies and have ice cream and hot brownies. That's what that's our parents what, would have That's what our parents would have done. Exactly. Definitely. They would not have let us. And ice cream. Yeah. Whether it was Only... a snow day or not. Exactly. Only one egg. So they're a little um, more chewy and less fluffy. Yes, you've heard it here. It's better to have a chewy brownie than a fluffy brownie. It's true. Why, why have cake if you're yeah, trying if you to have want a brownie? Cake, have cake. Exactly. But no. So that's what our parents would do. They would have kept us home, watched a movie, maybe ordered pizza, maybe not. But we would have had warm brownies and ice cream. But no, Sydney's dad is missing. Tatum's parents leave it in the capable hands of their deputy doofy's son to take care of them. It's just a mess. So at the party, they're watching scary movies and drinking. And that's when we find out there are rules to scary movies, Sherry. What are these rules? So I think the most important is you're never supposed to drink. No drinking, no drugs. Rule broken. Broken. You also never can say those three magic words. What? I'll be back. Okay, so I feel like you caught yourself because it should be, I'll be right back. And it's four words. And also, I'll, well, I'll give you I'll, but it's I'll be right back. Why? Where are you going? I mean, the liquor store. I mean, that's a good choice. Good choice. <laughs> so yeah, so you can never say I'll be right back because you're not coming back. And then never have sex. Oh, yeah, that's a biggie. As soon as you have sex, you got to die. Yeah, you show those tits, you're out. Exactly. And then what happens at the party? So at the party, as we said, a lot of the party ends up leaving. The news, the newscasters are like watching, they're spying in on them. Mm-hmm. And we find out, so first of all, they're drinking. That's and a terrible since- choice. Sydney sleeps with her boyfriend. With Billy. Billy. Yeah. Billy Loomis. A terrible child. And terrible. I'm questioning. We're questionable about boyfriend, parents. too. Questionable boyfriend, but could that be daddy issues because she doesn't have a dad? No, she has a daddy. She doesn't have a mom, but still could be daddy issues. But let's talk about Billy Loomis's mom. Where the fuck is she? Why isn't she in the kitchen making brownies? Who knows? It's but true. let me tell you, spoiler alert. Billy's Loomis's mother should be cooking brownies. It's true. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been so screwed up. 
exactly. making brownies and ice cream. It's true. And, it's, and I'm not even asking facts. for, I'm not asking for homemade ice cream. And I'm just asking for boxed brownies. Yeah, All Duncan you need Hines. To do, exactly. Duncan Hines, one egg, a little bit of oil, some water. Call today, whiz, whiz, nudge, nudge. Throw it in the oven. By the way, did you know you can cook brownies in the air fry later? Helpful tip for anyone that's listening. We are not only here for your movie entertainment, but also your cooking entertainment. Book club for people who can't read and are unsure of how to cook. And can't read the back of a box. <laughs> so um, yeah, Billy Loomis's mom's a bitch. Um, Sydney's dad is missing. And now Sydney's slut sleeps with Billy. She had a slut. Well, it's not slot shamer, but you know, she broke the rules. She broke the rules. And now what happens when you break the rules. The killer comes out. He's gonna and you find gotta you. die. Yeah, gotta, gotta die. That's where you find out all these rules come from Randy. Oh, we yeah. love Randy. Randy's amazing. We love Randy. So Randy's still a virgin. He was drinking, but I mean, you gotta break more than one rule. And he never said I'll be right back. He was just on the couch watching the movie so he was having a great time so no one needs to kill him then we get to the penultimate craziest scene of it all now the murderers in the house and sydney's in the house and then her boyfriend's in the house asking for the gun and asking for the knife there's just all this craziness going on. Who do this, we this is where we find out there are two, count them, two murderers. Billy. And Stu. Stu. Billy Loomis says, you know, I don't want to call him a right hand because quite honestly, I don't think he could get no, his hand Stu, out of a bag who would be the right hand in this right story. yeah like oh i think you said billy, billy yeah, yeah yeah no like Stu couldn't find him sway out of a paper bag it was just like they just needed that lovable sidekick for billy so they were just like eh, we'll throw this stupid one in i mean he kind of reminds you almost like just shoving scooby-doo and shaggy like i mean whatever ironic because he ended up as shaggy exactly great movie but now you're questioning, okay, now my boyfriend and his best friend are both killers, and why? It's insane. We so, find, go oh, ahead. go on. Go on, go on. But you'll probably be wrong, and I can correct you, and everybody loves when that happens. So we're going to find out why they want to kill Sydney when they pull her father out of the broom closet, taped up and tied up. It's not that Sydney's dad's a bad guy. It's that he was missing. They kidnapped him. That's why that's why Sydney Prescott's dad was not making brownies. Because that's he was why he wasn't kidnapped. making brownies. Exactly. So the reason that they want to kill her is because her mother, Maureen Prescott, who someone killed is the town's whore and ruined Billy's parents' marriage. So she, Maureen, so Sydney's mom was banging Billy's dad. And that's why 
he doesn't have a mom or a dad anymore. Well, I mean, I don't know if he has anyone, but quite honestly, I, think, I don't think the dad left, but that's, that's intuition. But the mom leaves, she leaves the family and she deserts him, which clearly speaking of desserts, if she didn't desert them, they could have had brownies and ice cream. <laughs> so it all comes guys. down to gotta be warm. Maureen Prescott should have been a baker instead of a faker. <laughs> but Maureen Prescott was a faker and she ruined the town of Sleepy Hollow. The Hillsborough. No, so so we find out that the two guys, so so Billy has his motive. His motive is he's upset that his mom left. She deserted the family and he wants to kill, he kills Maureen, her mom, and he wants to kill Sydney as well. But he knows. He, wait, he also, wait, wait. Billy killed Maureen too? Billy killed Maureen. Oh, that's crazy. Billy. But what about, wait. But what about um, Cotton Wary? They, what's the word? I can't framed. think of the word. Framed. Oh, we should watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Anyway, oh, that's, a good one that's a good one. Anyway. So, hey, so you're telling me there's a cliffhanger of they framed they Cotton framed Wary? Cotton because she was also having an affair with Cotton. So, so Maureen was sleeping Cotton. with everyone. Everyone. So they frame Cotton and Billy kills her for, for revenge. And he has Stu as his buddy because you need some misdirection. You need mm -hmm. somebody to, you need a fall guy if they're looking at you. So I think like we, we get to a point where, okay, there's two murders. We're not expecting that. And what we're really not expecting is when they start stabbing each other in the kitchen because they want to look like victims themselves. I feel mm -hmm. like boys, if that was going to be your thing, you probably should have done that after you killed your people because yeah. because at that point they don't need to see how crazy you are it's nice they probably would be like what the hell but you gave them too much time because then they come back and kill you yeah so the boys die both of them both of them so and so billy and Stu are now gone and Billy's the only people remaining now are sydney Sydney's. Sydney's dad. Sydney's dad. Randy. Um, Randy. Gail Weathers, the news anchor, Courtney yeah. Cox. And um, Deputy Dewey. Dewey, the cop. So that's the only people left. Out of everyone in the town, there's five remaining. Again, again, some of them were at the football field cooking, cook, uh, kicking goalposts and trying to get Henry Winkler off the stadium. But for the most part, there's five people left in town. But you leave there thinking, okay, you know, what the we, hell happened? This this didn't give me closure. We never really get a moment like where Dewey, like, like I in my head, I'm thinking, wow, Dewey's really not giving any time to mourn his sister being murdered. But really, they never actually even show that he finds out his sister got murdered. That's true. Which is in crazy. A cat, in a dog cat door of the garage. A dog cat door? Cat dog door. While getting cat beer. While getting beer, which is yeah. probably why she died. But yeah, so with that being said, we leave the movie still wondering stuff like, 
what's going on with Kyle Fury, how is he framed, all that type of stuff. So it means that the people already have a sequel in plan. And again, it's 25 years ago. So not only did they have a sequel, but they had a sequel to the sequel, also called the trilogy. And then they had a fourth one, which I don't know what that's called. I would call it a quadrilogy, but I know that's not a really a reboot. Because I feel like the fourth one you can watch on your own. You might not make the fourth one. You could kind of just watch as a standalone. It might not make perfect sense. Like you might not know all the subtle nuances of what's going on, but it's not like you would be completely lost. It is just a murder movie. Yeah, I think I think it's it's they're taking this is what's going on. We're upping the game. And we are, we're still doing the same thing, but we're going to up it a little. We're going to turn up the heat, crank it up, turn it to 11. Since we're not going to talk about two and three right now. Yes. We do want to realize that there are rules for sequels and trilogies. Oh, sure. But speaking of sequels and trilogies, we need to talk about our reimagination of Scream 1. Oh, boy. As if Scream 2, 3, or 4 did not happen yet. Yes, we just watched all four of them back to back to back to back. In one weekend. One weekend. Oh, that was a fun weekend. FYI, if you're looking for Scream 4, not on DVD, at least in the state of Connecticut. But (laughs) my reimagination, honestly, with the two murderers, I want to know, not necessarily a behind the scenes, but like, which killer is which killer? Almost like, during the opening scene with Casey and Steve, you know both killers are there because they say, I'm at the back door, but then they ring the door at the front. Mm-hmm. So you know they're both there. So you want to see the same movie, but through the killer's the eyes. The of the killers. Yeah, I want to see them sitting in the backyard being like, okay, so you're going to go to the front door and you're going to scare the shit out of her. Or, okay, well, I'm just having sex with Sydney. You're going to go to the garage and kill Tatum. I want to see them planning it because quite honestly, we know it's all building. Stu, again, probably couldn't plan his lunch, let alone plan a murder. So I want to see the conversations of why they're doing it, how they're doing it, who is doing it at which points. I just want to see that because it's crazy. Like after you find out there's two of them, you start thinking, oh, okay. Well, which one killed Tatum? Oh. Probably Stu, you would think. Because I, was, I would assume his girlfriend. Stu, she's a little mouthy. She's a little mouthy. She had it coming. Stop slut shaming. Have it coming. She just, you know, she's pr- he probably has more motive than Billy. And Billy was banging um, Sydney at the time. I mean, we, we don't need to slut shaming Tatum. I'm just going with the fact. I mean, you're just shaming her mouth close enough. So what would be your reimagination? It's funny. I knew this time would come. It's funny that Brewster's the one who's barking and not Eleanor. Although she's been running all around me trying to get attention. Um, It's funny because my reimagination is very similar to what you're saying, Um, except it's not it's not just like re- redoing it and seeing who's doing what, when they're doing what, but we're, we're going to start. Billy gets a phone call, tells them 
this is why your mom left you. Her, your mom was cheating. This is why she left. And you need to, and, and, and he decides I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill Maureen and I need somebody. So it's going to start with his, it's going to be a suspense thriller. It's it really starts with breaking belly. It's, it's, it's getting Billy. We're going to, you know, Billy decides this is what I'm going to do. And now Billy has to start working on Stu. He has to convince Stu. Cause can you imagine you're like in 11th or 12th grade? And your best friend comes in one day and you're as goofy as fucking Stu. And your best friend's like, hey, we should kill my girlfriend's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's just something that's like, hey, we're going to do it. I feel like you got to work it a little bit. So I think I think the movie is like trying to, like it's both convincing Stu and then we're going to we're gonna see the murder of Maureen and the planning of Maureen's murder. Like, I want to see the plan, not necessarily the murder itself, but the planning of it. Like them, you know, deciding, okay, this is what we've got to do. This is how we're gonna frame time. This yeah. is how we're gonna do this. The last then, scene being just her dying could work. No, see, and that's where I agree. I think I might make it a little longer though. Cause I also wanna see, I wanna see the planning of how they decide. Here's when we kidnap Sydney or uh, Sydney's dad. And this is what we're gonna do to kill Steve and Casey. And this is what we're gonna do. Here's how we're, I wanna see that planning. The end scene. Phone rings. Drew Barrymore picks it up. Hello? Shoot the black. That works. Because we already saw the rest. I just want to see it re- end right there. Um, but I would like to see like the psychological portion of like Billy convincing Stu and Bill- Billy getting to himself like, okay, well, I'm going to kill her. Like that I can get to a little bit quicker than Stu deciding like, yeah, I'm in. Like, so I'd like to see like the breakdown of how that happens. What's the chances that's what Scream 5 is going to be about? Um, what are the chances that Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard are going to play? At this point, it would be a prequel. So 15 year olds, I would say unlikely. I would say pretty unlikely. Totally dead <laughs> prequel. I just don't know. They were a little old at the time, so I'm not sure that we're gonna go back 30 years and have them play them their younger self that's just that's just me that's just a, a movie watcher's point of view well, now, Wes, speaking, if anyone could do it Wes Craven could he's it's true. a genius it's true now it's funny speaking of like older people playing younger people mm-hmm. you know Molly Ringwald was offered the role of Sydney oh no that wouldn't be good it would have been very odd, but like, you I mean, I kill Molly Ringwall. You, you can't, can't no, that there, you really can't kill Sydney Prescott. So it works out. No, but you would be so mad at everyone. Like you kind of sit there thinking, well, I mean, your mom was a whore, but if it was Molly Ringwall, she does not, she is, she, she should be on a glass shelf. No, she, no. She's not no, no one should she's be, no, exactly. You're, you bite your tongue right there, Karen. You bite your tongue right there. No one is going to go after Molly Ringwald. You don't have to tell movie. me that people should adore Molly Ringwald. I had a pet rabbit named Molly Ringwald. You know what Molly Ringwald brings up? Molly Ringwald the rabbit was a real fucking asshole, though. <laughs> she was. That was a bad bunny. She was, not, she was not great. <laughs> I think my favorite time with Molly was 
she was here and she was in her cage. She could jump out of the cage. Like a foot and a half. Yeah. And so like, okay. But yeah, no. So with that being said, I think we do need to do the breakfast club at some point. We're a book club, so we need to do the breakfast club. You know I am down for breakfast club. Definitely breakfast club. And the other the other best club there is. That baseball no, the baseball club. Um the baseball club. The sandlot. Sandlot. That's yeah, they not, play the, baseball club, club. the word club wasn't in it, which is what got me confused. Yeah, but they, right. they're, in the, they're in the club that plays baseball. Uh, oh, baseball bat. Sorry. Bat. They use a bat. baseball bat. Sorry. Bat. Club bat, bat. same thing. <laughs> Tommy's sense of sports is as good as mine. But we should that, do that for 4th of July. Oh my God, that'd that works perfectly. That'd be a great one. one. So yeah, so let's I think, well, I mean, so you want to do a prequel, which I think is brilliant. I want to, I don't even care if it's fully a movie, but I want to at least know the planning between who killed what. I mean, Russ Quaven, you can just email me and let me know who did what. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, I think that's all we have time for because we're going to have to now watch The Sandlot and do that for our 4th of July spectacular. Fourth of July spectacular. I mean, maybe we can also take screen two and three, and it can be a Fourth of July spooktacular. <laughs> so we could have a Fourth of July spectacular. I like um, it. And yeah, so with that being said, hope you guys had a great day. Remember, have your pets spayed and neutered. And until next time, I'll be right back. You can't say that. You're going to die. You're going to die. Run, Sherry, run. Book run, club run, run. for people who can't read. We watch movies and review them. Because books are so hard to read. And movies don't have that much to them. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So a movie is like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen. At book club for people who can't read.